I'm here. I'm showing up. Wow. I feel so many things right now. But I'll get to that later. Um, I'm looking at you in the mirror, Sharon. I'm um, here. I'm showing up for you. And I'm really excited about this because I am so done with having all the advice to give to other people and not actually um, taking it for myself. And I realize I think the most influential thing that I, you, Sharon, can be doing is to practice what you're preaching and to really embody all the things that you know in your head and to really figure out um, the, the extent of who God created you to be. And you will not be able to do that constantly filling your head with um, talking to other people and putting uh, social media trying to work too much, trying to take care of your baby too much, trying to please um, everyone that you think that should be pleased. And I don't know that I would take the time to do this for myself normally. So I'm making myself do this because I want to show up more intentionally as a person as a creation of an almighty, incredible creator who created us with so much depth. And I just, I want to go to those depths. I'm so tired, honestly, of just not getting to the depths of who I am. Because I'm just playing catch up all the time. I'm not sitting with myself. I'm not taking the time to actually think about what God is giving me to think about. I feel like I'm just inputting all the time and I'm ready to show up more intentionally as a person, as a mom, as a wife, as a grocery shopper, as a driver, as a worker, as a friend, as a daughter, as a Christian, and just as a member of society. Like I want to be more intentional. I don't want to react all the time. I feel like I'm constantly reacting. Um, it is so awkward to look at you in the mirror, Sharon, while I'm talking. I don't know that I ever really take the time to look at myself. A lot of times I'm trying to avoid looking in the mirror unless I'm putting makeup on and I spend too much time in the mirror because I keep hoping things will change and get better. But uh, that is not what I want the mirror to be for. I really genuinely want to look in the mirror and just see who God created me to be and not what I need to change. Like a mirror is for me to look at myself and to just enjoy and see what God created. And I'm so tired of looking in the mirror and seeing what I can change. Okay, so because I knew I would probably ramble out of... um, nervousness, excitement, and because I'm not the most intentional speaker, usually I tend to just go off of the energy that's um, I'm having. I wrote down a few questions because I really want to be more intentional, like I said. So it's a great way for me to um, 
talk about what I really want to talk about and take a deep breath and just um, enjoy this process. So questions for myself. Why a podcast and why this way? Um, For me, a podcast, oh, I love podcasts. I really just got into them recently. I am subscribed to four different podcasts. They're very different. Um, One is Christian, two are non-Christian, and I'm not even sure. Oh, I think the other one is about mindfulness. Um, But I like hearing different perspectives and things. Um, But yeah, so podcasts for me is something I can listen to and not stare at. So it kind of keeps my imagination going um, while I'm listening to it. And it, I can also do something else at the same time. And for me, I think I'm able to look at myself in a mirror and not just a screen perceiving what other people see me, but perceiving what I'm seeing because no one else can see me. Um, And why this way, why me talking to myself Because first of all, I want to get to know myself better, Sharon. I want to get to know you better. I want to get to know who God created you to be. But also because, like I said, I think I I, I am someone who desires to make an impact. And I'm someone who I feel like I've lived a lot of different things. So I feel like I can relate to a lot of people. But a lot of times the advice I'm giving like two days later, I find myself doing those things. Um, and I try to be pretty open about that, but I'm kind of tired of that. So this is me um, reminding myself to be more intentional. And um, as I remind myself to look in this mirror. And what am I most afraid of about this podcast? For me, oh my goodness, so many fears wrapped around this. Like I've had this vision for couple months now and I've been so afraid of it because to be honest like you know just I you know I have this child in me that remembers some one time a couple of times when I was a teenager doing something and being laughed at or told to be different um and being a pleaser I tried to be different and um I naturally am a peacemaker, and I think a lot of times I hide who I am in order to relate to other people and in order to keep the peace going instead of uh, trusting that who God made me to be is going to be who I should be. I'm not sure I said that right, but I think that's the idea. Um, I think I got the idea of what I'm trying to say here. And also just, yeah, I'm intimidated for people to hear the thoughts that go on through my head. They're free. I have frequent thoughts. I have deep thoughts. I have random thoughts. I have judgmental thoughts. I have rude thoughts. I have stereotype thoughts. I have um, angry thoughts. Sometimes I even have bitter thoughts. Sometimes I have too much love thoughts. Like I overly love and care about something and it's embarrassing. Like I remember once when I was younger, I was just like loving on this kid, like overboard. I was just so in love with this little kid. And I remember somebody being like, um, you know, like that's a little weird. And I remember being like, yeah, maybe I care too much about that child and that child's well-being. Like just because they don't have parents doesn't mean that I need to feel like I have to compensate. But the truth is sometimes I just feel, I think, um, 
what someone else is feeling and want to feed into that. And that's kind of embarrassing and intimidating in a world where we're taught to like keep people kind of at a distance. And it's also uncomfortable because, uh, you know, I'm not that good at keeping up with my friends and family. And part of me feels like, oh, who do you think you are? Like spending all this time doing something you're so passionate about, talking to yourself, trying to be better when you should be talking to your family or reaching out to the people who, you know, all these things. Um, yes, but also, uh, let's see here. Where do you think that this fear stems from? I think I kind of, okay, let me think, Sharon, where does this fear stem from? Yeah, I think it really just stems from maybe giving people glimpses of who I am and just that was too much or maybe I didn't know how, um, the other person, what they really thought of me. Um, and maybe I'm afraid to be weird because maybe I think other people are weird or do I think other people are weird because I think I'm weird. Um, that's one thing that is really important to me and I hope to do right here talking to myself, um, is to analyze my judgments and realize, am I is this something I really think based upon my core values or am I just judging that person because I judge myself? Like when I see someone, I'm like, Oh, that's not that flattering. Or, um, why do they just do that? Is it really be like, if maybe if I didn't care so much about the way that I looked and weren't so insecure, maybe I wouldn't even notice that that person, um, quote unquote, shouldn't be wearing that outfit. Like, I don't even want to have that thought. I don't even want to be critical. So lately I've been practicing saying that's beautiful. Like even to something that is like totally off the wall for me, like totally absurd. Instead of being like, that's so weird. Like that is such a weird outfit. I want to be like, that's beautiful. Like who am I to think? And I always say this to other people, but if I could just really embody this and like really actually live this. But, you know, I say, oh, if we are doing the same thing, we're all going to be in a traffic jam going the same direction. Like how terrible would that be if we're all going to New York right now and all the exact same person? Yet I will judge someone else for being too crazy weird. And so I'm trying to be like, no, we all need to be a little bit different. Um, not that we need to be, but if that's what we sh- or naturally are, then let's do that. And um, what are my goals with this podcast? I genuinely, yeah, like I said, I just want to be much more intentional. And I want to inspire people to have conversations with themselves. Um, to find healing and excitement within themselves. Um, growing up, that was something I was really good at, is just being really excited, really passionate Um, but over time harboring things, I feel like lately I find myself a little more angry and bitter when I'm under pressure and I'm like, okay, it's time to dig that stuff out because, um, that's not how I want to feel. And that's, don't think that's how I truly feel. I think that's just like stuff gunk that's bottled up inside. And, um, so yeah, if I could just be more intentional, if I could just get to the root of my judgments of my anxiety that I have. I'm not much of an anxious person, but sometimes I get this weird feeling um, 
and to just create deeper bonds with people through me just opening up. Like, I want people to talk to me about things that I talk to myself about here. And I hope that through being open about this on here, people will feel that with me. Like, hey, I can go there with this person. And um, let's see. And of course, just to um, just to collectively like encourage women, you know, moms who might be struggling, like I struggle, or just anybody who's like, hey, you know what? I need to get to know myself better. I just want to inspire people and friendships and create this movement of um, enjoying ourselves so that we can truly enjoy other people and not sit there next to somebody and feel the need to keep a conversation going or all these things, but to feel excited to be there with themselves and who they are so that they can show up better for someone else. Um, what are my, some of my current struggles and joys? Um, uh, yeah, I wanted to add the joys on there with the struggles because I think a lot of times lately some of my struggles are enjoying my joys. So like sometimes like my husband, church, my son, my home, my friends, like I love all of those things and they bring me so much joy. But what, some part of my greatest struggle right now is not being too overwhelmed when my husband gets home so that I can enjoy him. Like not being too overwhelmed with work things so that I can enjoy my son, not being too overwhelmed with my son that I can enjoy my work. <laughs> and um, those are some of my greatest struggles. And then one of my really big greatest struggles right now, I realize, is like I have such a hard time being myself where I live. I have, you know, my family's here and I go to church here and I've been going to that church for seven years and I just feel like I'm a different person than I was or I'm finally acknowledging those sides of myself that I feel like I've maybe suppressed for a while. And that's so hard to open up with. Um, yeah, like sometimes I feel like, oh, you know, if I move, I can just be myself, like start fresh. And I'm like, what in the world is that thinking? Like, why can't you just be more of yourself right now? Like, why do you feel like you have to keep people happy? And people, you know, and then, and then a part of me is like, maybe they already know that I'm super weird. And if they don't, this will definitely prove it if they ever hear about this. I'm not sure I'm going to tell anyone about this podcast. Challenge to myself to do so, to share with other people. Um, and then some of my current joys are just sunshine, driving, consistency. Like I have traveled so much for so many years that, wow, just having somewhat of a schedule or structure has really enabled me to like build deeper into certain things. And that has been really nice. And yeah, just um, enjoying my son, you know, he can walk now. I don't have to carry him everywhere, just seeing him smile and exploring things with him and also finding things that we can do in common together my husband, he is a joy for me. My Lately, I've been spending time with some quality time with women doing new things locally. That has been a lot of fun for me. Um, 
Yeah, let me think. What are some other struggles for me? Like cleaning my house has been a struggle for me. Um, oh, really currently, Victor, man, yeah, look in my eyes, Sharon, for this one. He um, has been taking a long time to go to sleep, and I still nurse, and sometimes he wants to nurse like an hour, and he'll fall asleep, and as soon as I leave, he wakes up, and that has been, I try not to let that feel like a waste of time when I'm spending an hour, hour and a half lying in bed with him when I have so quote unquote so much to do. And then other times in borderline, I'm like, should I just put on a movie and hold him and we fall asleep together? And then the other part of me is like, no, get stuff done. And then another part of me is like, no, he needs to learn, but that just doesn't feel right to force him. So yeah, I'm trying to balance that out right now. Um, which has also been one of my joys. Some of my struggles have been my joys. Like, um, you know, when I do get super frustrated and angry or bitter, like, oh, that's been a struggle. Sometimes I feel like no one pays attention to me. Oh, yeah, this is a big one. And I don't know why. And sometimes I think it's because I don't spend enough time with you, Sharon. Like, maybe this this podcast, as I'm looking in this mirror, maybe this will make me feel more important. And maybe I won't, um, you know, wish that someone who I feel like I really helped in their time of me. Maybe I won't wish that they um, did things for me right now. Maybe I won't feel like I'm the daughter that doesn't get enough help or, you know, all these things that I know aren't true, but that I feel and they hurt my feelings really badly lately, like to the point where sometimes I don't even want to see that person because I feel like, hey, do you not value me? And then immediately I have to analyze that judgment and be like, wait, you're not valuing yourself, Sharon. Like you are running yourself into the ground and you are blaming that person for not noticing you when you won't even notice yourself. Like maybe that person doesn't even feel like I want to be noticed because I'm not taking the time to notice myself. Like, where am I showing up for myself? I'm not waking up earlier to make sure I have that quality time with myself so that I can handle the day. I'm rolling out of bed at the last minute lately and just not even eating and just picking up and like trying to backtrack the whole day to get back on my feet. And if you, me, are not willing to do that for me, myself, yourself... then why do I want someone else to do that? And maybe, you know, all of these things are to bring me to this point. And maybe I should just be grateful for all of these things that have led me to the point of um, me starting to realize where my gifts are and not begging someone else to show me what they are and notice me. because. You know, when I first got married, oh boy, like I struggled so much with certain things and I surely thought that my husband was going to fill that void that I had from a child that said I wasn't worth someone's time, that technology was worth more to them than I was. And I know that's not true, but that's how I felt at that age. And that I, I thought for sure, like, 
that was going to be a void my husband was going to feel. I was the most important thing to him. And I was finally going to feel like someone's number one. Yeah, that's really funny because my husband loves video games. And although I will say we didn't have a TV for the longest time, he let someone borrow his TV. Um, it wasn't even like he wanted to play all the time. But any time, like even if it were once a month that he brought up playing video games instead of spending time with me, that childhood feeling of me not being exciting enough to spend time with came through and I would lose it. I would just cry and feel like I was worthless. And also, um, just all of these other things that literally all stem from me not feeling worthy would come up. And I thought, you know, oh my goodness, like, I'm never going to feel that again. Here's this man who for 10 years we were friends and he's loved me for 10 years. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe how it all happened, how God put it together. He loves me so much. I'm never going to feel that again. Like, of course, I didn't talk to myself like that, but I'm assuming that's what I was expecting because when that did not happen, the few occasions that he wasn't feeding me that, oh my goodness, like, I just felt so worthless and all of these things came up for me. And the truth is, is like, that's not even what was going on. Like that was all going on with me, but I had, I was, I didn't have the capacity to grab that. And I was so angry at God. I was like, how could you give me a husband that would scratch my deepest wound? Like this feeling of not being worthy. Like how could God, he knows my weakness. He knows my insecurities. Like why would he put this in my life? And I think it all goes back to God constantly saying, I'm going to be enough for you. I'm going to be your constant. I'm going to feel all of your deepest insecurities, all of your desires and through who I created you to be. And when you are being your who I created you to be, I'm going to shine through you. And it's not going to be about you anymore. It's going to be about all of these other amazing things in life. But it took a long time for me to come to that realization where not that, oh, I needed to suppress all my feelings and dump them on Jesus and just get over it. No, but realizing truly who God designed me to be being that person and allowing God to live through me is going to be the ultimate peace, love, and joy in my life. And that peace, love, and joy can never be taken away from me. And even though I see why God put my husband in my life and we are so great together and sometimes he fulfills my needs so much that I forget about God, but still even in those moments of pure bliss and all the good days where we're like totally like killing it, it has to go back to me. I have to get grounded even with my son and say, God, you give and you take away and I'm going to bless you either way because I know that whatever is going to happen on this earth, it's going to be okay because you are my constant. You created me and with everything that I need for this life and you're going to give me everything that I need in this life to be able to carry out this mission 
this passion, this unconditional love that you have somehow placed on this earth to for a reason and a purpose. And that is what I need to focus on. And when I can keep that in mind, like my marriage and my parenting just flows. And it's like so funny because when I have that in mind, like all those feelings of worthlessness are gone. And not only that, but I'm able to give and give and just like think about my husband, think about my child. And um, yeah, it's almost like this Mary Poppins bag of like love and things to give. So those are things you need to take note of, Sharon. Things that you just talked about. That you are beautiful. Oh, that's something amazing. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast about God and how he purposefully said at the end of everything that it was good. He never intended us to find something and need to say that it was perfect. Because perfection leads to comparison. And that is not that is not at all the name of God's game. Like I hope that's like if you get what I'm saying with that. It's always been about it being enough, it being good, it just being what it is being. Like it is not some high crazy standard. It was it was what it is, and it was good, and it was enjoyable, and it was. It was what it was. And that has brought me so much peace in my life because I can't tell you how many times growing up that I like literally would just hate myself in the mirror, talk down to myself. Even now, if I see picture video, you know how it is. Critical, critical, critical. And it wasn't until really I was in Africa and I fell in love with this little girl as a daughter figure. Like I wanted to make sure she was always going to be okay. You know, I check in on her sometimes still. And I just, one day I was like thinking these thoughts in my head and I was like, wow, if Lasoy ever thought these thoughts, that's her name, that would break my heart. Like if she ever looked in the mirror and said, oh, I wish this was different. Oh, because of this, I'm not beautiful. And because of this, this is going to hinder me from being an incredible person one day. And then I was like, man, that must be how God feels when we think these things about ourselves. And he's like, don't you realize you were designed exactly how you should be? And you're believing these lies that are stealing your joy and stealing your ability to be this person that God created you to be. And um, a lot of times that's that's where it is. It's the battle of our mind. Um, as some singers would say, like it all starts in the mind. It all starts, um, in what we allow in, you know, the Bible says to capture every thought. Like we need to make sure that we keep our thoughts reined in and don't just let them fly and say, you know, I'm not good enough or my husband could have done better all of these things, or I could be a better mother. If my child stopped crying, that would be perfect. Then I could do this. Then I could be a better mom. Then I could be, there's always like this thing for why we could be better or why we should perform this way. 
But Sharon, this week, today, tonight, just let go of that. Enjoy God's presence. Enjoy the presence of who he created you to be. Enjoy who God created your husband to be, not who you think you should be. Enjoy your son. And even though he may be a little more fussy than you think he should be right now, Sharon. Enjoy who he is and what he likes to do. And let go. There's a song that says, I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. Actually, I'm not exactly sure if that's how the song goes, but I'm pretty sure those are the words. Oh yeah, there's nothing I hold on to. There's nothing I hold on to. I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open. And I used to think that meant material things. And I used to live with almost no material possessions. And I used to think that meant holding on to this world. But for me, I realized what I'm holding on to is thoughts. Thoughts of what other people think. Thoughts of what I think. Thoughts of how I perceive it to be instead of just letting it all go and saying god you're here right now sharon you're here right now why don't we enjoy that why don't we enjoy what's right so i think it got cut off a little bit but yeah let's just go into the week remembering god's presence and remembering the presence of who he created you to be And that you don't have to um, pull out those fairness um, statements, those reacting, upset, overwhelmed, um, hurt, or even just thoughtless remarks. You know, just not even thinking before you say things. um, And just blurting things from... A place that is not of true intention, but just out of a more grateful place, um, acknowledging the gift that God gave you and not being like animals where we can't really choose exactly, um, you know, live, we're, we don't have to live in that primal fight or flight type state, but we actually get to think about it. Is this what we want to do? Is this what we think God wants us to do? And um, exercising that authority that God gave us over our minds. Yeah.